Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G, here with Melissa Torito from Falcon Winkler from Sentinel Pension, a division of Falcon Winkler, but more importantly, Louisiana Ladies Podcast. Yes. And we're going to get into CPA-ish accounting, how to run a podcast while running a day job, while being a partner at a firm nonetheless, and also how to be creative when your profession is probably the least creative out there. And so before we get into that, I want to give a big thanks to our sponsors, Triton Stone Group and Falaya Real Estate. And with that being said, welcome, Melissa. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you have a persistent producer. That's what we'll title her as producer. (laughs) She is persistent. (laughs) But she's great. She got you here. She did. She did. I wouldn't have heard about you without her. So she's doing great things. Yes, she's awesome. But for those that aren't aware, who are you? What do you do? So I'm Melissa Torito. And I am a partner with Falcon Winkler. Specifically, I run our third-party administration division called Sentinel Pension with our firm. That's compliance-related services for 401k plans. Very exciting stuff. I mean, don't (laughs) calm down, everyone. (laughs) Yes. No, it sounds really boring, but I really do. um, I love what we do, and I love interacting with the clients. But I do tell people that we're fun third-party administrators, if you can be a fun third-party administrator. We're it. You can. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 such this this negative cloud over like CPAs and pensions and IRAs. How it's not you know something you want to get into because it's not pretty, it's not flashy, it's not exciting. Right. But for those that are in it, it can be. Correct. And I'm a math nerd. I yeah. taught high school math for four years. I love math. I'm not going to lie. And I'm good at it. So <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think everyone hopes their CPA or a part, especially a partner in a firm is pretty good at math. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yes. So how did you, how did you get here? What kind of a kid were you? Let's walk through your, your life history. You know, what's so interesting about that question. I was actually recording with my dad today for Ooh. my own podcast, decided to have him as a guest. And we did talk a little bit about my childhood. Um, so I would say I was a shy child. I do not think anybody that knows me now that didn't know me back then would ever think that that was true. Um, so growing up, you know, I've been born and raised in Baton Rouge. I was never really outgoing. I didn't really play any sports. I was, I'm going to just be honest. I was just a big nerd. You know, I did well in school and then I ended up going to LSU and graduating in secondary education. And I'm not, it's kind of funny. I asked my dad today, the same (laughs) question. I said, when did I come out of my shell? Like, when did this, when did this happen? And, um, where did it go from nerd to podcast host? Right. And to totally cool and funny. Right. I mean, of when course, did that of happen? Of course, of course. Like naturally. <laughs> so, it's just this natural coolness about I you. I am my own biggest fan. That's so, right. I um, hope so. He was like, well, I think maybe when you were a teacher, you know, you had to come out of your shell because you're basically, as a teacher, you have to be ready to essentially perform at 7.15 in the morning, which in front of a bunch of high school girls, um, I taught at St. Joseph's Academy. And so I'm not really sure, but at some point I just came out of my shell and uh, my career journey, I, I love teaching. I had a great teaching experience, but I decided that I wanted to see what else was out there. And that led me to go take some accounting courses at LSU. And I started as an intern at Falcon Winkler Why? 12 years ago. Why? Because I Why like go math. Take accounting? Because I like math. But it's not the same math. I mean, you're adding. Okay. 
okay. and there's, balancing. There's, there's, there's some division. There's some some I mean, fractions. We in do there. some ratios every exactly. once in a while. Sometimes with my team now, we're trying to like solve for x. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do an algebra equation. So anyway, I went. I, and look, everybody told me math and accounting are not the same thing. So I was like, right. let me just go. Let me go back to school. Let me take the very first accounting class because I had no business classes to my name. And at, at what at what age in your timeline are we with this? Uh, 27-ish. Okay. I'm older now. Um, but just, just, to give, think, just to give some perspective for those out there right. wondering, are they too old to go back to college so, or are they too old to start a whole new career? So absolutely not. I just really never think anybody's too old for that. But fun fact, when I went back to LSU, I taught seniors in high school. So when I went back or juniors and seniors in high school. So whenever I went back to LSU, I had some of my students in my accounting <laughs> class and they'd be like, so my maiden name is major. And they'd be like, Miss Major, can you help me? And I'm like, I don't know shit about accounting. <laughs> We're in the same boat. <laughs> like yeah, We just started no, together. I am not going to help you, okay? So, um, but anyway, I took some accounting classes. I really did enjoy it. And, and actually, I never worked in any other department at our firm other than our pension department or retirement plan division. So, I can talk about taxes enough, um, but that probably wouldn't have been a good fit for me. This is a good fit for me. Yeah. So going into that that pension life of helping people plan for their future and also helping businesses plan to how to carefully craft those employees' futures. Correct. Correct. It's very satisfying. Uh, yeah. We get thanked a lot. We really do. <laughs> My husband, who's sitting out in our audience, um, he works in construction and he always tells me, he's like, your job must be amazing because you get emails all the time that are like, you're so wonderful, <laughs> Melissa, you know, and he gets emails that talk about, yeah people not wearing hard hats on the job or something like that, you know? So anyway, it's very rewarding. No hard hats and somebody flooded the bathroom. Correct. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so with, with the, the pension planning, I'm sure you get that all that good positivity from employers who are having this trouble because right. they, they come to you with a problem, Correct. right? Most of the time. If they don't have a problem, it's like, why, why do they come and seek a third party provider? Correct. You know, unless they're ready to grow and don't want to worry about that anymore. Right. So what exactly do y'all offer from a services standpoint? within that division? So this is really going to make us sound boring, but <laughs> all four, well, I'll just talk about 401k plans. All right. So 401k profit sharing plans. So all of those um, plans have to have compliance testing. They have to have a plan document. They have to have filings with the IRS and you have to follow certain rules to operate the plan on a day-to-day -day basis. So we do all of that for the clients. And the reality is, is that most business owners, especially small business owners, they're doing other things outside of worrying about the retirement plan. And similar to tax planning and even with audits, with retirement plans, if you mess something up, you can get in a lot of trouble, for lack of better words, you know, yeah. and there can be some hefty penalties to pay. So we help them with all of that. We take that off of their plate. Normally, it's the HR manager or a controller. And we just we just do as much as we can for them because it's a very look, it's complex. It's 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 complex and it's also time consuming. Yes. Right. So a lot of the small businesses, like you said, they're worried about keeping the lights on for tomorrow. They're worrying about making sure that their employees have paychecks come Friday. They can't sit there and worry about, you know, taking the time to enter payroll, to sign the checks, to make sure that everything that went through the direct deposits are there. And also if employees say, hey, I need time off or hey, I need some health insurance. They don't have time to sit there and read through the, you know, the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield stuff that's right. like this thick. Right. Or read through the IRS rules for how do we account for this on their W-2s. Correct. 
You are correct. hundred percent. So that's what we do. That's what we do. And I always tell prospective clients and even clients when I meet with them, I'm very well aware. If you're a construction company, you're trying to grow your business and run your business. I'm a business owner. I know what goes into running a business, you know? And so, um, we're just, we're truthfully, I have a great team within Falk and Winkler. Um, we've had the same team for over four years and we all have the same mindset. We're here to service the clients and build and establish, establish relationships with them. Yeah, which is great. And within that division, y'all are also doing some sort of education. Correct. Via a podcast. Depends on the podcast. <laughs> so we have our TPA Tidbits podcast. Yes, that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> so I keep that one at 10 to 15 minutes. It's great. Maybe if you have insomnia one night, well, but well, it's yeah, educational. Yeah, it's, it, it really is educational. For something like that heavy, right? right. I'm sure y'all get very, very technical yes. within within the 10 to 15 minutes. And that's all people really can take. Correct. I mean, you can't, you're going to sit there with a potential client for three to five minutes, maybe right. explaining to them all this intricate details of it all. So 10 to 15 prime. Yes. Yeah. So we wanted to do that. Um, we started the Louisiana Ladies Podcast, and I kind of thought, you know, if we can do this, we can do something from a technical standpoint, too. And not everybody's going to relate to the topics, but I do. Fi- I have gotten feedback that they are very educational. Right. So. Which you're not at that point, you're not producing a podcast to really get to people and bring in this massive random listening audience. You're there to satisfy questions of people. Correct. And so if, you know, if carefully crafted on the back end with all of the alt text and all the the lay in feed, you can then go and make sure when people search something like pensions, 401ks, how to set up a 401k. And if you've got a, a specific podcast episode titled that, and then linked through all of your mapping, people can find that, listen to it, and then hopefully give you a call. Correct. Because they listen to it and you're like, oh, you're an expert. Yes, we are position, positioning ourselves as, this is such a cliche term, but thought leaders. <laughs> in thought, the, leaders. thought leaders. Thought okay. leaders in the retirement plan area. So um, that that's really what I'm trying to do with that. Yeah, which from like a, a CPA firm, you know, we, for those that may not be aware, we operate on a billable hour basis, kind of like an attorney. Yep. So it's like however much time we spend with you, whether it be through consulting, you know, typing out this detailed email, which sometimes clients will ask, why do you charge me for an email? Right. Well, the email resulted in three hours of research I had to do for you. Correct. And yeah, it was two sentences. I still had to spend all that time doing all of that. But when you do a podcast, it may have this inclination to affirm that you're giving away the content for free. Right. right? You're giving away our expertise for free. But in reality... No one wants to go deal with setting up a 401k. Correct. No one wants to go deal with planning for their pensions, planning for retirement for all their employees and setting all that up because they're busy running the business. So then you're establishing yourself as that leader, as that thought leader, mm-hmm. and then saying, hey, listen, listen to an episode, learn to trust us before we go out there and actually have a meeting. And now instead of coming in as a cold call, you're now a warm referral via the podcast. Correct. And I feel like pe- when people listen to podcasts, they feel like they know you. Yeah. You know, and so um, with that TPA tidbit podcast, you know, we give just enough information. A lot of these things that can really depend on the situation of what I'm talking about. So um, uh, I just want to point out, Patrick, that billable time is the bane of my existence. (laughs) Um, Wait, billable time or entering billable time into the payroll I'm going to go with both. Yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go out on record and say it both. Yeah, especially this time of year. I get it. You know, I get what we need to do. One of my partners is sitting in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) She understands. She gets it. (laughs) Sorry. So anyway. Yeah. And that's when, when you, I mean, I'm sure I haven't, I'm going to be honest. I haven't given a tidbit lesson a listen yet, but, (laughs) but, but I will. Um, (laughs) 
But I'm sure when you're going through it, you can kind of give people, you're not saying, oh, we're going to withhold this information so you come and call us. Right. You know, it's not like you're doing from that angle. No. Because it's like, oh, to hear more, you know, give us a call. Right. But within accounting and within taxation, within bookkeeping, within audit, within all of those different services, every situation is so unique. But people who aren't in accounting really don't get it, right? They'll call you and say, hey, I got a tax question. Okay, what's the situation? They lay out a scenario. Well, that depends. No, 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 I just want a yes or no answer Correct. to this. No, 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 it depends. It really depends. It depends. And how do you get past that, whether it be through a podcast or through meeting with people, how do we get people to understand that there is no one, answer, a yes or no answer to a question they ask without knowing the whole backstory? Are you asking me to answer that question? <laughs> how do we do it? I don't know. How do we start to do it? <laughs> I mean, I think that once you establish trust with a client, then when you say it really depends and I need more information, I have found that one of the challenging things about what we do is asking for more information, you know, so I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to set up a 401k plan. I need to know how the entity is taxed. And they're kind of like, well, why? You know, like, why do you need to know that, yeah. you know, or do you own any other businesses? Well, why? Well, I'm really not trying to be nosy. Like <laughs> I have enough stuff to do. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm setting up your plan correctly, you know, but I do think that if you go in and set the expectations of this is why I need this information and maybe a, a smidge of a scare tactic, you know, like if we don't set this up right, Department of Labor might come and get you or something. But, um, it, I do say on my on that TPA tidbit podcast, it depends a, probably every single episode, you know, yeah. so I'm trying to give general information and more of an awareness. Like if you're in this situation, then these are some of the things you need to think about. But in order to really solve that problem, you're going to have to call us. Or you're going to have to talk to your TPA. You're going to have to talk to your CPA to really to really solve that problem because no two are the same. Yeah. I mean, you can have two people with what would seem like identical right. tax situations have entirely different outcomes, right? We deal a lot with mergers and acquisitions, you know, and there are retirement, pl the retirement plan never gets taken into consideration on the front end unless I've trained the client to do so. And none of, they're never, they're never the same. You know, sometimes the retirement plan is negotiated. Sometimes it's not. There's different type of, uh, different types of sales and, I mean, every single time I'm like, okay, I got this. I've got a flow chart. I know what to do. And I get to a point and I'm like, okay, I need more information to be able to figure that out. So, right. And so how are you kind of work through balancing doing what could be viewed as maybe a non-income bearing event or task with other work within the firm? That I'm still trying to figure that out, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> So to me, the the TPA Tibbet podcast, that's kind of building goodwill with prospective clients and current clients, right? And right. and look, I'm a, you, you mentioned my producer, Lainey, <laughs> before. I'm literally getting on there. I've done this for such a long time that I come up with a topic. I might have to do a little bit of research, but a lot of it I just, I know. And so... Uh, that's 10 to 15 minutes of my time. Louisiana ladies takes up a little bit more time, but I do feel like each of those connections that I'm making is the same thing as meeting with a prospective client. I'm just doing it in a podcast. I'm yeah. meeting new people may not be telling them exactly what I do, but they end up having an idea. And so if they think retirement plan, they might think of our name. Yeah. And it's building that it's more of marketing and Correct. not advertising. I had, Correct. I had somebody pitch that question on a Facebook group I'm in. They said, define marketing. And I was like, defining marketing 
And someone put a, a basic generic answer of marketing slash advertising when you get your product in front of people and you start selling. I said, that's not more, that's advertising. Right, right. Marketing is when you show the behind the scenes, you show your company culture, you show what makes your brand unique. Right. Whether it be through a content distribution, whether it be through a message from the CFO, the CEO, a partner, you name it, or whether it be through a simple, hey, these are our employees, this is our team, this is who we are. Correct. That's marketing. I agree. Which falls under the realm of podcasting. I agree. You're, you're not advertising. You're not selling a specific product. You're not sitting there saying, hey, call us for a free quote today on your retirement plan. You're saying, hey, this is what we know. This is who we are. And this is how we work through scenarios. And so you're more in that marketing mindset. Yeah. And I mean, I used to do a decent amount of presentations, you know, um, at certain conferences. And I feel like when you get up there and you don't sell yourself, you're just giving people information. Again, you're establishing yourself as a thought leader and people want to do business with you, you know, but I really do enjoy making the connections with everybody we've had on the Louisiana ladies. And we're probably going to start having some guests on the TPA tidbit podcast too, and, and maybe branch outside of retirement plans, HR information and stuff like that. So I like connecting with people. I am extroverted almost to a fault, like almost too extroverted sometimes, like my husband Patrick has told me before. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's that really does. I, I enjoy that part. I also am in my division. I am the one that's going out and quote unquote selling. I'm the one meeting with prospective clients, meeting with financial advisors and other referral sources. So yeah. And what you could almost do with the tidbits podcast is actually once you have that initial meeting and you lay out the groundwork with the person, bring them in and record a non-numbers discussed show. So to ask them, you know, obviously get their approval and their sign off and everything. And your producer should have like a little, little disclosure agreement where Mm -hmm. they agree to it all. But you sit down with them and you say, okay, let's work through, you know, Angie's boutique shop. Let's work through how we set it up. Let's talk about her structure, her corporate structure, and then go through all this information with her. And now you've got a real case study for people to listen to and say, oh, well, I have a boutique shop. Oh, I have three employees, but I also hire 10 during Christmas time and I may hire five more during, you know, rush at LSU. Mm -hmm. So this actually applies to me and this is my scenario. The numbers may just not be exactly the same. So now you've got actual explicit, hey, this is what you do in a real life scenario which could be invaluable to people. Yeah. Thanks for the tidbit. <laughs> Lainey, you got that? You got, got that? Pin, pin, pin and paper out yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate that. So, and how do you, from a CPA and the numbers minded person loving math, how do you find your creative side to do a podcast? I just talk a lot. I mean, that's, so let, um, let me give you a little backstory on how the podcast even came to be. How did, how did both of, we'll, we'll start with um, the tidbits and then move into Louisiana. So ladies. I'm going to. Or reverse I'm, it. I'm let's sorry, reverse. I'm going to take right, control. I'm going to reverse that. We, no, sorry. I'm assertive, Patrick. We're now going to Louisiana <laughs> Ladies Podcast. So Louisiana Ladies actually started first because I really did want something that was fun and lighthearted. Um And, you know, I was a little adverse to the TPA tidbits because, like, (laughs) it's not the funnest thing, you know? Yeah. Um, It's important, and I'm not saying there's not a value to it. So a couple of years ago, I had done some presentations throughout the year, and I kind of thought I had this – I'm one of those weird people. I like to do public speaking. I don't know why. 
I'm the same way. Do you like it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did speech and debate in high school and okay. presented on a regional and national level and all that jazz. I've never had any formal training and I'm probably think I'm better than I really am. But I actually <laughs> met with somebody who who does keynote speeches and just said, how do I get started in that? Thinking that would be like my side gig or maybe I could do something with that and incorporate it with the firm. And she said, well, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to talk. I'm funny. Like, I'm just going to talk about me. And she goes, that's not a platform for a keynote speaker. So totally, you know, busted my bubble. But she was completely right. You can't just go give. I mean, that that would be like me doing stand up, you know, if I just want to sit there and talk about I mean, it. You could just stand up. I'm not that funny. I'm just funny enough. So then I then COVID happened and that was really hard on me from just a social standpoint. I really, you know, I get my energy from people. And so. I'm not really sure. I think I was like, I think we could do a podcast. I kept listening to podcasts and thinking, I mean, I could do this. And people were like, it's probably harder than what you think. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like some of them are just talking, you know, and I'm not trying yeah. to say that it's easy. We've got a full on production crew here, <laughs> which we do not have at Louisiana Ladies yet. Well, I, I promise you this production crew made my life 10 times easier. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like like bringing on Flashbang and doing it on Uncle Earl's like just made my life easier as a host. But yes, doing a podcast is easy and it's difficult depending on what you do. Right. So then I said, well, I want to just, it kind of just started with us recording a few episodes um, on very random topics. You know, what was the podcast about? Who who I was? Who my co-host was? And then we just started having guests on. And that just kind of, you know, born and raised in Baton Rouge. And like I said, I taught at a private high school here. I've got a lot of connections. Um, clients have come on and I've really, it's evolved into more of, of the let's interview local either business owners, entrepreneurs. We've had some really, really cool people. And we've had some, the the episode that dropped this week, he didn't really talk about his job. He talked about the fact that he's an artist and a good one at that, you know, and that's what he wanted to talk about. So that happened. And then I was like, we can do a podcast. Now I need to talk about the boring stuff with Sentinel Pension. So <laughs> let's go ahead and do that one. And Lainey had already figured out how to do the podcast. So it wasn't, it wasn't difficult at that particular point. Yeah. So you got the, the fun, creative show, then created a boring show. Right. Because of COVID, I needed some fun in my life. <laughs> so that was taking precedent at that particular time. So yeah, there I, you go. I, and I think COVID <clears throat> brought out a lot of creativity from a lot of different people that yes. didn't think they were creative, didn't think they could sit down for 10, 15, 30 minutes and actually have a conversation with people. And then they said, oh, let me do this podcast thing. Because that's what, when you look at it from a marketing perspective or an advertising perspective and how that kind of shift has been taking place over the last decade, people have always been in print ad, right? They've always yes. been doing print ads in newspapers and magazines. We had Julio Malaire from the Business Report 225 on here last mm -hmm. night, but or last week if you're listening to the actual podcast of this. But from then, it kind of morphed into this digital space. And then email marketing came out. Right. Sending email links, sending articles and emails, bringing them to your website. Oh, we got to get people to the website, drive the website traffic, get that open rate. But then it morphed into more, well, now people want to listen to stuff. Let's advertise on radio. Right. And now it's people hate commercials. People hate listening to 15, 20, 30 second I commercials. I don't understand. Nobody still, wants it. No, no. I think I think Patrick was watching TV and like commercials <laughs> kept coming on. I'm like, where are these commercials coming from? We what, have commercials? What is this? What is going what? on? My so wife can, and I don't have cable. <laughs> it's like, we just don't. 
We don't have cable either. Yeah. You, I don't know what we have. I have to. Yeah, I don't six streaming services. Yes. That's probably just as expensive as cable. It's, it's not about the price, though. It's about the luxury of convenience and watching what you want on demand, which from radio, people got used to listening. And now we're into podcasts. Yes. And, and podcasts are, depending on who you listen to, they either front load sponsors or they back load sponsors or the really creative ones mix them in, but even then you feel like you're interrupting your content, right? I agree. It's like, why are we, you know, let's say, all right, pause one second. We got to read a, read a, read a prompt for the, the sponsorships. But within the podcast, you now have this on-demand streaming that people can get their content and not have to sit through hours and hours and hours of TV. So it's like marketing has shift to there. So why don't people who don't do marketing do podcasts when they have a lot to talk about? Because CPAs, although we're boring, we do have a lot to talk we about. We do. And, you know, we're kind of smart. Yeah. I mean, somewhat. <laughs> there's probably others that are smarter, let's just be honest, but we're fairly intelligent. There's, al- there's always someone else smarter in the room. Right. right. And that's okay. My entire team is smarter than me. I'm not going to lie. Look, hire for your weaknesses, right? Correct. Correct. Absolutely. I'm good at talking. Yeah. <laughs> don't really love to dig into an Excel spreadsheet. I can do it, but oh, I don't see, love I it. love Excel spreadsheets. I-, I had that feeling whenever I met you. Because when you told me what you Wait, did, what? I was like, well, you were like, I do this and I do this and I do this. I'm like, that sounds like terrible. That just sounds terrible to me. Look, like I so before I got married to my wife, I would do Excel financials for the two of us. And even now um, I have a QuickBooks file for my wife and I and I keep our financials per month. And when I, I present them to her, she's like, I really don't care. Patrick. I'm going to ask I you really this question. Care. Does she appreciate that you do that? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She, she, she reads through it and she's like, okay, I'm like, all right, now here's the balance sheet first. So I don't care about the balance. I'm like, you need to care about the mm-hmm. balance sheet here. Mm-hmm. All right. Care about it. Don't just look at the PL. There's so much more to our financial situation. Right. And you need to be aware of it. In my opinion, y- you need to Mm-mm. somebody in this room also <laughs> needs to be aware of it. <laughs> but it falls with us. Right. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I kind of do like to have a little bit of control of all of that kind of stuff. So when you like to know where, What's happening? Now, don't get me wrong. I can't tell you when a bill is paid and how much the bill is paid for until after the month. But she'll shoot me a text. Hey, this is getting paid this day. Oh, okay. So, and she's an engineer, so she's kind of got that oh, number number okay. mindset as well. I'll say uh, my husband Patrick does did set up all the auto bill pays. I'm not. I wouldn't be able to tell you when a bill gets paid either. I just see it come out of the checking account. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So you get you got some give and take there. Yes, yes. But it's we 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 have all this we want to talk about. Like I would love to sit there and talk about this rush I got from creating this Excel spreadsheet for a pro forma set of financial statements. Like it's incredible and how it works. And when you do Control P and it prints out, it's nice and pretty. Yes. But nobody wants to sit and nobody listen to all that. Nobody appreciates that. They really don't. It's yeah. just, It's you know. I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a tough battle we have. But then we have creative outlets like, like this. this. Exactly. So with that, let's dive into Louisiana ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the creative side of things. Yes. So what is Louisiana ladies about? So we originally started with not really having an agenda. I didn't want to have a specific topic. I just, again, go I back. Listened, to- I listened to the first like five. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, wow. Okay. See, so the I, first one I was kind of rough. It, go listen to my first one. Okay. It's five and a half minutes. <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> so we recorded our first one on our phone too. You got to start somewhere. And Lainey did her research and she said, everybody's first podcast sucks. I hold myself to a pretty high standard and I just had to realize that our first podcast wasn't going to be great, but it does have the most downloads so far. Um, so we just had originally started uh, Maggie Robinson, who was on my team. She's, you know, very personable. And so 
I basically voluntold her and said, I need, I need a co-host and you're going to have to do this with me because me talking at first, I'm like, am I just going to talk to myself? That's, that's hard. Um, for more than like 15 minutes. And so we just kind of rolled with it. And I don't really remember what gave me the idea to start having guests on. Honestly, I think maybe I just, there's a lot of cool people in this city. There are, there's a lot of cool people. Somebody actually asked me if I was going to run out of guests and I was like, no, yeah, no, the podcast will shut down before we run out of guests, you know? And then that's, I've had that same question asked, well, what do you, what do you do when you run out of ideas or out of businesses to contact? I'm like, well, I know everybody at Brack, and they have about 40,000 investors. Right. So if I get to 40,000 episodes, I'll have to figure something out. Right, exactly. But, like, you know, doing 50 episodes a year, I could be dead by then. Correct. <laughs> you never know. So we just started reaching out to some of our contacts, and, you know, from there it evolved. We, I feel like everybody has a story, and everybody's story is very interesting because literally I'd say more than half of the guests that we have on, they walk in to our very low-budget podcast recording studio, which is my office. It's a and, studio. And they're like, we don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm like, trust me. And and those those guests end up talking the most. We end up you know, somehow in our conversation uncovering a story that may or may not um, – resonate with people. Right. So I'm like, I'll give you an example. I did have one of my best friends on and she lives in Houston and her mom had passed away from ovarian cancer in you know 2004. And she talked about what happened when she got tested for a gene and her preventative surgery that she, that my friend had for that. And I got a lot of feedback from that, you know, that resonates with people. Sometimes people are talking about starting their own business and how they went from one career to the next career, you know, and I just think that everybody has a story and everybody's really cool and interesting. So everyone's a unique situation. Yes. They don't think it. Kind of ties into CPAs. (laughs) True. True. See, it's full circle. That's right. That's right. Everyone's unique in their own story and everyone's unique in their own situation. And that's kind of the way when I was looking as to how to get my podcast started, you know, I think I did, I did, I did about five months of research and listening to a, a podcast called the audacity to podcast. Okay. And it taught you how to go about very, very tactical. So I ate it up. And I'm like, I love the tactical approach on how to actually start a podcast. And I said, okay, now I got to get to your content. And most of the people will tell you, you need to build out 10 episodes before you start a show. Okay. And I'm like, that's, that's reasonable. You know, at least have 10 episodes worth of content to make sure it's something. You can do 10 episodes called a season. You know, that's what the general first season of a lot of TV shows are is 10, 12 episodes. I said, okay, great. Got that. But for me, it was, <clears throat> I know I don't want to do just me. Because I can't just talk to myself for an hour. It's exhausting. It, it's it's exhausting, and that is so much more prepped. Correct. There's so much more prep work to write out enough content to talk for an hour. That's my first episode was six minutes. Okay. You know, it's just what it was. But then I said, well, I can actually have conversations with people that will last an hour. I mean, we can just just talk about the day. Right. And what went, and what went through the day, and we could talk for an hour. And so I said, okay, great. Now I need guests. So then from there, I was like, wait, now I need gear. Well... That's when I got a little pushback from the wife. Let's not go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Let's well, yeah. let's let's test the waters first. My husband is our podcast biggest fan, and he was like, "I'm going to go buy you a bunch of gear." 
<laughs> you had the opposite effect. I, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on, buddy. You know? He's like, I just bought a studio. It's great. We're going to do this all in. I just bought a Rodecaster your- Pro 2. I just bought a bunch of Shure microphones. I'm your biggest fan, babe. Drop 10 grand. Let's go. <laughs> yes, exactly. You got this. Okay. And then you're like, how does it work? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry, Patrick. I interrupted you. But- no, you're good. You're- that's what the show's about. Everyone, they'll, they'll finish like, I've had guests, they'll finish, but I, I feel like I just went on a, sto- a tangent. I'm like, yeah, you did. It was perfect. I, I loved it. I've guests tell me that too. It. I feel like I talk too much. I'm like, that's because it's a podcast. It's about so. you. We're supposed to talk. It's, we're, it's It'd be really boring to have a podcast where we just were like. Where the person, other person didn't talk. That would be awkward. Yeah. That would be a, I feel like that would be a typical CPA podcast. <laughs> People that aren't like us. You hear a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of key, yeah. key clacking in the background. Yeah. A lot of, all the tin keys going, all yeah. the keyboards going. I do kind of like that sound, but it's cool. I love a 10 key. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so I, I figured out, all right, I need guests. So then I started doing like my normal Rolodex and like going down, okay, this I know this person, know this person, know this person. Great. Now I've got 10 episodes. I'm like, cool. So then I got started. Then I actually created a list of set questions. And the first I think the third or fourth episode, I was actually reading questions from my set list. And I was like, you know what? This interrupts the flow. I hate it. And then I started just going. We're going to see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, right here, it's like, it's just the video. That's all I've got. Yeah. Um, but from from that, I realized you can go down conversations that people wouldn't have gone down. Absolutely. Once you get deep enough into the conversation that people were like, oh, well, if you had to give me 10 questions in their head, like you had, you got your piece of paper with your four questions and you've written out your four answers. And it's like, well, now they might have changed, right? Right. And so if you go in with that prescript, you're going to be restricted to that. But I liked the more free flow, which your show does the same. It does. Your show is very free flow. Hey, we've got maybe 10 questions that we're going to keep within the show that revolves the show to stay on topic or stay on theme. Yes. But outside of that, it's just free game. Well, and truthfully, whenever I started giving presentations, you know, I had a couple of uh, partners say, well, you need to practice the presentation. Mm, I'm just going to wing it, you know? And so I've never been able to read from a script ever and make it sound like I'm not reading from a script. Same. It's, you know, Same. if it's, I read at church, it's like my head's down, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not very good at it. So then yeah. I just abandoned that and had confidence that I could wing it. Yeah. And that's what we do. And that's, that's what, that's what you got to do. You know, in uh, I referenced earlier in high school, I did speech and debate and that's actually where I met Cody from flashbang as we both did speech and debate together. We were homeschooled and it was our homeschool league. Oh. And one of the speech categories was, um, I'm blanking Cody. I'm going to need you to help me enter. No, no, no. The, f- no, no, no. The five, the five minute speech where it's like off the cuff. Impromptu. Impromptu. Thank you. <laughs> that word. <laughs> that word. <laughs> Words are hard. Words, Words are, hard. are hard. So impromptu. So you get, you get a little, a little text or a quote or something. You okay. have to give a five minute speech after that. Oh. And it's okay. strictly impromptu. Okay. There is no time to prep and write it all out. And I love that category. I'm like, great. I can just free willy and go with it. Okay. And then within that, I'm like, well, great. That's the same thing as the podcast, right? I don't have to prep all these questions. And that's kind of what y'all are doing with Louisiana ladies. Yes. And truthfully, TPA tidbits, I've got a few notes so that I make sure I talk about everything. But that's a little bit more free flow, too. So how has the podcast kind of impacted work at the firm? Well, we're working on that, Patrick. But I do think that it gets our name out there. You know, yes. I think that name recognition, I've gotten to meet a lot. Like I said, I've gotten to meet a lot of people. I've gotten to reconnect with a lot of people. And you just, you never know when that, when something's going to come from that relationship. And so 
now that I am in my late 30s, you know, I have a lot of people I went to high school with or maybe I met in college. They're becoming business owners. They need to offer a retirement plan to their employees and we're being pulled into those particular meetings, you know, and I think that's really cool. That's one of the things I love about Baton Rouge and being from here is you really know I have very rarely walk into a meeting for a prospective client or even a current client and we don't have some sort of mutual connection. Yeah. There is some sort of mutual connection and there is some something that we can both talk about. So um, I, I think that, I mean, keep in mind, we just started the podcast in like October. So it's, you know. Okay. Six months. Yeah. Seven months under, under your belt. Yeah. We're getting there. But I think that these things take time. Yeah. Yes. And like with, with podcasts, especially unless you already have a name or you already have a brand that you're going to leverage to use and put your podcast out there, it does take time to grow. Yes. You're not going to go out there, present your podcast and have 30,000, hundred thousand downloads in the first episode. I know. It was disappointing when we did it, uh, yeah. but it's just the reality. I was, I was so disappointed too. I was like, man, I didn't get a hundred thousand downloads. I mean, what? Come on people. We're funny. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. No, I'm just right. kidding. But yeah, I do think it will come full circle. Um, typically in the general, in the grand scheme of things, the retirement plan sales cycle is a long one. <laughs> like sometimes I meet with a client in February and they're not going to start a plan until January, you know, or sometimes they're like, we're good. It's, it's, it's an ebb and flow. And most of the time people don't leave service providers until they are having issues until they're dissatisfied. Right. So there will be a point that they will be dissatisfied. And I want them to remember that we met. Yeah. I mean, I've literally closed on a plan that I met with three years before and then they've called me. I'm like, Oh, where were you in my system? I think me and Lainey closed that one. Hold on in our CRM, you know? So I, and I'm, I'm not a very patient person, but for some reason I'm patient when it comes to that, because I just know that it comes full circle and things kind of surprise me. And that's with not even just within like podcasting or within, you know, retirement planning, it's with any business, right? You know, there's no, Overnight, you're gonna blow up. The next day, you're gonna wake up. Like, oh, great, cool. You know, oh, well, everything see, I'm took still off. waiting for that. Like, when we're gonna blow up the internet? So don't, don't ruin my. Did I just crush your dream? dream? Yeah, don't ruin that just yet. That's all, Lainey. I said we we're gonna have one episode, and that's gonna be it. It's gonna go fire. That's right? it. I'm gonna wake up. I'm not even gonna be able to handle it. <laughs> so anyway, but see, I don't think that actually happens. It doesn't. Though. But just let me dream, dream crusher. I'm not crushing dreams. I'm breathing reality. <laughs> God, you sound like. My husband. And you are both named Patrick. How it's, it's, ironic. It goes, it goes with the name, right? <laughs> How ironic. But for, okay, maybe not for podcasts. For podcasts, it's totally possible. But for some businesses, <laughs> it might not be. Correct. And so how do we then go about, and especially like as a CPA, when we're meeting with someone with a startup or meeting with somebody with a brand new idea and they want to get their financing right, how do we have the ability to communicate with them and say, hey, look, your pro formas, <laughs> they're just not going right. to happen. You know, how do we go about that in a way that's both constructive, but also critical and says, hey, let's be real. So I've always my approach has always been to be honest and genuine, and I don't always get to deliver good news. I've definitely taken over existing retirement plans and I look at their stuff and I'm like, this is a shit show. And like, we have to fix this, you know, but I'm just honest with people and I think that goes a long way. I think when people, when you have genuine, authentic conversations, 
you know, I don't make promises we can't keep. I have certainly gone to a prospective client and been like, you don't need a 401k plan. You need a simple IRA. Yes, I'm losing business, but I'm promising you, I, you do not need to pay me to do your 401k plan, you know, because at the end of the day, I want what's best for the client. And I think that they can tell that. Yeah. I think it's obvious. And it's, I, I I'm think not a that, sleazy salesperson, you know. Right. And I think that is the most important part. Right. Is not getting caught up in making that sale. Correct. And saying, oh, we can make more money as a 401k or make more money with X package, but the client really doesn't need that. Correct. And so as, you know, a prospective client, it's nice to hear that, that people are real and raw and like, no, look, you really don't need that. You really just need X, Y, and Z, which I can't even help you with. Right. You know, and having having that structure and having that mindset, I think will in the long run play out to a lot more clients coming in because they may be like, you know what, they couldn't help me with this, but maybe they can help me with this other problem. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can file my tax return. Maybe they can help me throughout the year with my regular bookkeeping or X, Y, and Z other products that are provided by the firm. Right. And I mean- Financial advisors are our biggest referral source because there's a financial advisor on every retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And there are some financial advisors that reach out to me to see if I can introduce them to one of our tax partners or somebody in our tax department for one of their clients. So, you know, that builds goodwill too. And sometimes I'm giving the financial advisor like free advice on something. But again, <laughs> yeah. you know, then I'm top of mind. There's actually a book that I read and it is, it is titled Top of Mind. And that's really to me where you want to position yourself. And if somebody runs into an issue with a retirement plan or anything accounting related, how are they going to think about us if we're top of mind? And most of the time when you stay in front of those people and you continue to connect with them, you're top of mind. It's like if you do a podcast it's and a like lot of people do, listen to right. it and then you like link the firm, it's like you're top of mind. It's like you're top of mind. What? Problem solved. <laughs> All right. We'll go start our own firms. We're good. <laughs> we figured it out. Maybe. Yeah. Or we could be totally wrong. <laughs> we could. We could. That could be a bust. But again, don't yeah. crush my dreams, Patrick. Gosh. Sorry. Sorry. That's it. That's that CPA side. Yeah. Of me. It's it's like you're that being, realism, you're being right? a realist. A real, not a pessimist, a realist. Right, just a realist. My, gotcha. And my, my wife is the biggest realist there is. Oh, okay. I'd be like, hey, let's go do this and we'll start and be great. She said, bring it back down. Yeah. Bring it back down. Yeah. Mike, all right, fine. Fine. I see it. I see your value. I see what you're saying. Right. It makes sense. But I don't, sometimes I don't want to I don't want to like live that. in that life no, no, sometimes, that's right? That's the way I am too. So... <laughs> There we go. Solve the it. world's problems on this podcast. Hey, that's look, tune in next week and see what we do. <laughs> so uh, to kind of start to wrap up the show, um, we've got four little listed questions. Yes. Um, the first one being, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Can I say two things? You can say as many things as you'd like. Okay. Um, I wish I could sleep through the night because I did that as a kid. <laughs> and I wish I could eat whatever I wanted, which are kind of random, but. No, but it's, I feel that they hit personally, right? Yes, they they mean, hit, they hit deep to yes. every, to every adult over a certain age. Like, yeah, yeah. we feel that too. We were at a wedding this weekend and we ended up staying with my cousin and her three young kids. And, you know, you just look at kids and they're playing on the beach. These girls didn't care that their hair was in their face and sand was all over them. And you're just kind of like, sometimes you're just, you're envious of that. It's so carefree. They don't know what's going on. And that's, yeah. I also wish that that was the case sometimes, but <laughs> they, they just enjoy the moment. They, right? they really do. They, they live in the moment. Retirement. They don't have to worry about <laughs> retirement. 
they don't have to worry about eating. They just get fed, you yeah. know? So. They, they, they get fed and sometimes they don't want to eat. And you're like, why don't you want to eat? Right. Why Come don't you on. want to eat? Eat the brownie. You're running around the room. Maybe I should run around with you. So. Yeah. And I, I get that, that childish aspect of life that we kind of lose the older we get the more we realize like, well, we can't always just run around and have our hair in our face. Correct. It's like, but really, can we? Mm, Maybe. Maybe Mm. every now and again. Right. So what are three lessons you've gathered along the way from, you know, making that major shift as being a teacher to going back to school with some of your students to then becoming an intern and an accounting firm and now working way up the park and running a podcast? Right. So I would say, um, I don't know if this is a lesson, but more of a tip. I mean, don't be afraid to take chances. You know, I think that people look at me and think that I just left the teaching profession and I just like bebop my way into this. I was terrified because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Um, One thing that I had to learn when I first started at the firm is that I'm never going to know everything. Yes. The like, And that's okay. It is. And that it's okay. And then I would say that the other one is it's also okay to ask for help. It is okay to ask for help. In fact, you need to ask for help, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, those are things that on the daily I have to think about. So. Yeah. And that's my, my, my grandfather always told us, look, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but it helps to know the smartest Correct. person. Absolutely. In the room. And also be willing to go and ask that smartest person, hey, I need help. Yeah. You know, it's like it's especially in our world, we want to feel like we know everything. And when clients call, we can give them all the right answers right away. But sometimes I'm like, look, let me do some research, ask some other people in the firm, get some other opinions and let me call you back. That was hard for me. And and they sometimes people don't get it. They're like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm calling you. You should know everything. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, and if, if I did, you might be paying a lot more. Correct. Correct. You know, if you could call and give this, you know, 40, 50 years of experience and I know every single scenario, maybe. Yeah, but in what we do, everything changes. And uh, again, going down that nerdy CPA route, when the CARES Act came out last year, I felt like we had to learn a whole new job. And they, I, I did. we got a lot of questions from clients. And it was very frustrating for me because, look, I don't know everything, but I know a lot. Yeah. I've been doing it for a long time. And so... You know, it was very frustrating not to be able to answer clients' questions. There wasn't a lot of clarity on a few of the the pieces of legislation, especially with retirement plans. But we have great clients, you know, and I've always said this. I, I love I love the clients that we have. And then the majority of them were understanding, but it was also a very high stress time. It, it was because they were looking for answers. Yes. <clears throat> and they were looking to us for answers. Right. And half the time we said, look. I mean, I started telling clients, all right, as of noon today, this is the answer. Right. We did because too. Because guess what? It could change. We did too. It could change. It was a little frustrating. It, it, it was frustrating because we had, there was so much to, to do on top of the existing workload. Correct. Right? You know, that's what people keep, somebody asked me the other day, well, why are, why are CPAs always busy this time of year? I said, okay, well, let me paint you a little picture. Imagine doing your normal scope of work throughout the whole year. You take 40 hours a week to do that, right? Sometimes you make you go over 50, whatever. Right. I'm like, all right, now imagine that whole scope of work you're doing throughout the entire year. Now add another 40 hours on top of that mm-hmm. because your workload just doubled. Right. That's why we're so busy. Right. <laughs> that's why we take two weeks to get back to a certain question because we've got all this other work that's been piled onto us out top of our normal activities that it just naturally takes that long to get around to doing something. And sometimes, like you said, the answers are changing, especially with the PPP loans and all of that stuff. But I do think that stepping into that role that 
we were very valued at that particular moment. You know, we people came to hate their bankers and love their CPAs. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what's next? What's my next question? What do you love about Baton Rouge? Uh, oof. I would say both the people and the food. It's a common answer. It is, but it's, it's just what made, I feel, and we have a great culture. I mean, you don't, I always tell this story when my mom and I went to New York and no knock against New York, but it's a very busy city and we're in Starbucks and my mom, who's very social, kept trying to talk to the girl next to her. And I'm like, mom, that girl, I mean, she just wants her latte, you know, but here you're in any store at any time and you know, you're in Calvin's, you know, and oh, you're getting some chicken salad tonight or something like that. You know, how's you, how's the family, right? right? Exactly. You get those questions. Exactly. And so I really think that that is unique and I, I, you know, and honestly, you really just can't beat the food here. Yeah. I feel like we travel and we're like, oh, we're going to go to this great restaurant. And I'm like, eh, it's just not as good as, yeah. you know. And there's not, there's not as much flavor, there's not as much pizzazz as Baton Rouge brings to the table. Right. Right. Uh, like, so, I love, I'm, I love So the I food. know that's like a very common answer, it but just, it's just the reality. Cause I can't say the weather. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I hate being here in August. We go to the mountains in August. I'm like, everybody's like, what are you going to do? And, you know, veil in uh, August, uh, get away from this heat, yeah. you know, so. Work remote. That's what we're going to exactly. do. We're going to work remote you and do a lot of teams meetings. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which is another, another area of the accounting world that's changed and yes. kind of opened up doors to, okay, maybe you don't have to be in the office every single day. Right. Right. Which is interesting. It is interesting. So what can I do to help you? I need you to make my podcast big. Can you do that? I'll do my best. <laughs> Just being honest, you know, you, yeah. like I said, you have a production crew. They were like testing out the lighting. We don't do all that. He was, he was adjusting. He was adjusting, adjusting making camera. sure like my, my face is there. Like, oh Lord, that was a lot. But anyway, yeah, yeah you could yeah. just promote us maybe like for a year. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'll do what I can. Thank I'll you. I'll do what I can. Appreciate it. I always, always love getting other podcasters out there, especially local people, to say, hey, we do have a pretty robust podcast network here. You know, we're, we're, we need to be on the map. We're not just some little, little podunk town that's, you come here where all you do is watch LSU football and LSU sports. Right. There's a lot more to us than there that. There is. There is. We are unique. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you for so coming much on for the show. Me. I appreciate it. Yes, this was fun. Yeah, I had a blast. It wasn't too bad. No, once I got over this bright light in my face, I'm good. <laughs> it's like so. For those watching on the Facebook Live or even the YouTube, we have this massive light. It's, I don't even know what it's called. I mean, it called. looks like it looks like the sun. It looks like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the big sun that just kind of takes up the space to light us up to make the cameras that Flashbang use look, make us look so pretty. Right. I mean, it's all about right. the lighting. I get that. But I, I had it. to move past That's it. it. They, they got to work past the camera adding 10 pounds. They got to take off 10 pounds. Correct. And I'm a <laughs> The skinny lens. They I take am the skinny a okay with that. I'm a okay with that. But I really appreciate you having me on. This I, pr- I appreciate you. And I also shout out to Lainey for making this happen. I, you know, that, that LinkedIn DM. Yeah. She was like, hey, you with the podcast. I got someone that can come on and yeah, be a great guest. I really think you need to talk to Melissa. <laughs> yeah, you really need to talk to her. But I'm also appreciative of, of her being so patient because she messaged me back in like February. Right. I know. See, she's you're like, hot hey, she's like, hey, get it. I need to get her on. I said, great. How about May? Right. And we were fine with that. We were yeah. fine with that. We appreciate it. Which now everybody, I'm I'm booking like October. So, which is nice. I'm not that far out, but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a couple of months out on my guests. It's also nice to have that in case somebody, if you have like backlog and somebody cancels, it's nice to have that as well. That has not happened to us yet. 
I could go into a whole different podcast about people canceling. I that I, that is not how ha- I cannot believe that everyone has showed up. I'm not like sometimes I'm like, wait, is this person showing up? But Lainey does a great job. She she confirms the follow up, the confirming, the, the confirmation. All you know? about it. So anyway, well, I had a blast, Melissa. It was thank fun. you so much. Thank you so much. And a big thank you to our two sponsors, Triton Stone Group which is a family-run, woman-owned business. They're here in Baton Rouge. They've got a location off of Choctaw. They will help you create a space that is great for your family, whether it be a new construction or a renovation. They are there for you. And tell them that Patty G sent you, and they'll be sure to take good care of you. And also to Falaya Real Estate, which is a local startup app changing the real estate game. They have done so many transactions and saved the sellers and the buyers so much cash on closing costs, whether it be realtor fees, you name it. They are there for you every step of the way and they're gonna help you out. And also a big thanks to our guest, Melissa, for coming on. I appreciate you. And for everyone listening, thank you all as well. I'm Patty G, host of the Patty G Show. This has been the latest rendition. Hope you all enjoyed it and we'll see you all next time.